Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? That's right. It's Wednesday. We are on on a Wednesday after a very long and extremely, and I'm going to say ridiculously successful trip that we didn't even think would happen out two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, car had no engine, car had no transmission, car had nothing. Senior, along with his fabricator and the guys at Landracing, got everything done, ready, got one test lick in where the transmission decided to say no thank you, and then they replaced it. We made sure that one critical part or one critical component was changed, and that was the difference maker. Now, I'm not going to get too specific, but this has now given us, or me at least, I'll talk about me, maybe Junior has different thoughts, that the 6R80 can not only live at 2,000 plus horsepower, but it can probably live in the 650s at 3,000 pounds also, according to the data that we saw. The whole time we were at World Cup imports versus domestic, that transmission never got over 130 or 140 degrees. No slippage, no signs of it slowing down at 3,350 plus pounds, outweighing all the cars in that class by over 300 pounds. We'll talk about why we sat different. We'll talk about why we were made to drive from the end of the track to the pits, to the staging lanes, because nobody could, you know, we couldn't push the car. We'll talk about all that stuff, and all your questions will be answered on the win and the victory over at World Cup Imports versus Domestic last week. But not before Mr. Bill O'Reilly says hello to the people here. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live. <laughs> I love that. Ah. Fucking thing sucks. It does suck, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. Give it at you. Yeah. Two on a solution. I met Rami. That's right. I met Rami Zaidan at World Cup. He was like, Mera cabron, te necesita ayuda. Me deja saber que no, pero me acá. Hey, two on a solution. Race Motive. The people at Race Motive doing some roll racing shit. I don't know if it's still going on because it's cold up there. 29 degrees on Tuesday. Fuck all that. Race Motive. DNAHappformance.com. They have some sales going on. Check them out. Black Friday sales. DNAHappformance.com. Check them out. YDBT at checkout. Actually, not checkout. Just mention YDBT. They might give you a discount. Part Farm. Partfarm.com. Part Farm on Instagram. Part Farm everywhere. I don't think I'm going to buy the 350. I might focus on the Fairmont. We'll see what the deal is. Conformance. Conformance.com has finally gotten some of the Ram Air uh, carbon fiber cold airs out there. Looking good. Might pick one up. UltimateHeadOutdoorHeader.com, PMAS, Nick James, PMAS, and Calumer Transmission, CalumerTransmission.com, Calumer Transmission on Instagram, Calumer Transmission. Check them out for your MT82 and T56 knees. We're going to say hi to the people here, and we're going to get right after it. We're going to talk about how the car sits, what crazy factory parts are in the car. You guys are going to be blown away. And all the racers that probably were not aware how that car sat. Today, you're going to learn how that car sits. Got Andy Lee, 2000 MCR, Itty Bison, Diego, Travis, Cayo Bravo, Eliza's, Sam Morales, Diego, Jeremiah Camp. What's up, brother? We got Joe Swish, T-Rock Fox, Donkey Mac, Pito Chiquito, JD, JD Swag, Chipa Fox, Elva Galaga, Joe Jackson, Michael McAll, Upgrade for a double dose. Uh, Gregory Ovitz, Leadfoot, Ken Phillips, Cayo Bravo, Carlito Quachimold, Garage Bill Coyote, TJ Sikorsky in the house. 
Turvey's neck tattoos in here. Uh, I'm Hong Solo, Gregory Uvich, Paul Pontheu, Mendoza Cody, the Black D500, Clip Clap the Horse, Five Way Joss, Smack One, Rodrigo Salces, uh, Christian Duran, Mock E, Mock Whippled, Five O, Bring Your Wood Screws, Jacob De Leon, Abel, Bondobert, Elvar, Jake, Redbird, Corsa Gaze, Heath, S2R, YouTube Corrupt, One of the Mods, HCF Grad, Edo Martinez, Low and Slow, SK Productions, Carolina Squid, Creative Assistance, Just a Memoir, Craig Walls, FK. FKA, FKA for life, fuck absolutely. And anyone, listen up. If you fuck with an op, you're an op. Understand that guilty by association. Brassy86, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll do the paid comment now. Brassy says, Alex, congrats to you in London racing for the win. I didn't win shit. I was just crewing. Uh, it looked like Grey Goose kept getting faster through the Sunday while everyone else was struggling. And I'll tell you why we know or how we got there. So Addict's Garage, Gypsy, Midnight, Ford Lover, Christopher, James Williams. Hey, James Williams, I know you're suffering with some um, some stuff. I hope you get better soon. We, we don't want to have to make all that shit public. Lex Luthor, uh, Javier Garcia, Butcher, Tony Dominguez, HTF grad, Killon or Kylon, 2Js, Edwin, and all the usual suspects. A bunch of page chats coming in saying congrats to the Lund team. Now, let's... Talk about how that car sits. John Lund, the man himself, in the house. Again, guys, this car doesn't have a turbo kit you can get off the shelf. This car, think of it as this. It's a culmination of everything we know. Everything we have learned. Every dime we have spent. Every tune we have sent. Every mechanical item that has been put in a Coyote Mustang since 2011. Every tune change, every engine combo, every housing, a turbo housing, blower, fuel pump, injector, fuel, gear ratio, weight, you name it. This car is a perfect storm of everything Lund knows. So how does it sit? Given the fact that Lund has more data than any other Coyote tuner, period, we said, okay, we help other customers go fast. How come Lund doesn't race? Lund don't race. Have you guys heard that on your forums? Have you guys seen that on Mustang 6G? Have you seen that on these gay-ass Facebook groups? Lund doesn't race. Lund doesn't race. Okay, fine. And when we do race, we actually do pretty good. So, how does this car sit? And Lund being, Mr. Lund being on the chat, please correct me if I am wrong. Let's start with the motor. It's an FFRE built motor. Obviously, the block is stock. There's no billet components. It's not made of iron for performance. I don't know why the fuck you're introducing an iron coyote motor when there's aluminum ones out there making 2,400 horsepower. So, obviously, the block has been worked over, but the cast is stock. The cylinder heads, cast is stock. A GT350 style cylinder head. A stock Predator style cam. And it has vct that's right gentlemen stop locking out your cams it has intake vct the exhaust cam is in a basically static position so vct was active stock block cast stock heads stock style cam nothing exotic nothing crazy stuff you can buy right now, anywhere, transmission, 6R80 
with a 4R200 hub by Power by the Hour. It has, I think, a billet input shaft and maybe a, a badass intermediate shaft, but nothing, nothing that you cannot buy. Daniel Otway at Blue Street has, uh, I think, the ability to send you guys an input billet shaft for your 6R80, and that's it. Converter 2524M off the shelf from Circle D. Now, guys, you really need to listen, okay? This is not an exotic build. This isn't an exotic motor. It is wet deck. It is. It still has a factory water pump. It's still pumping fluid through it. It's still something that you can technically drive. It's air to water on the intercooler, but the actual, uh, let's say, it's seeing, it, it, it's seeing coolant run through the motor. It is not a billet motor uh, dry deck situation. So technically, you could probably run this car on, on the street, you know, if you wanted to. The parts on this car are readily available now. So the reason I say that this is a great culmination of all of our knowledge, it showed. Now, our goals going into this race was to run a six. It had been 7170 many times. And we're like, well, if it runs a six and I put out a video called goals, what are our goals? Dakota Jr. and Senior were like, brother, if it goes sixes during qualifying, we're happy. And it did it, I believe, on the third pass. And we were like, bro, we are in. But unbeknownst to us, when we looked at the ladder, I'm sorry, the qualifying sheet, after day one, we were number one. And I said, wait a minute. We're the number one qualifier after day one on a 680, on a 690 something or 683. I think it went at 683 and we were number one qualifier. That doesn't make any sense. Oh no, we were 697 and we were number one. I'm like, okay, day two, a couple of cars ran 682 and we got bumped down to five or six. By the end of that day, we were number two. So we were like, wait a minute. We were not planning on being competitive racing. But after seeing all of the data, we're like, the car, and I hate to say it this way, it has more in it. Because the 60-foots that were achieving those times weren't setting the world on fire. But the car back half, like, a, like, like, like Honda's back half. You know what I mean? You ever see a car get out at World Cup? And it, if the Honda is a car behind, the Honda's going to win. That's how this car was. But... Imagine you're at a level of 2,000 plus horsepower. When a guy trees you and he's in front of you by a car, do you know how much more power you have to make to not only get up to his door, but then to pass him and then to gap him by a car? Like there was a visible gap in most of the races where John Sr. was winning. So we were like, okay, this thing is making a buttload of steam. We just have to get the front half to come together. Junior looking over the data was going... I think I can make it 60 foot better. And I think I can predict based on the data what the car is going to run. And if you see what Junior said versus what the car did, it was like he knew the future. Uh, this car is going to cut a high 110, go 205, and six high 68. Bam. In the last run, if you saw me talk about the last run, I said, we're going to need a 6.7 to win this class because this nitrous Fox body and this Procharge Fox body that raced in the previous pass were neck and neck the whole way down the track, and they both ran 6.8. 
And I said, we're going to not only need mile an hour, we're also going to need Senior to get better on the light. Senior was averaging 0.2 lights the whole event. And I'm like, dude, these guys are in the 0.06, 0.08 area. These guys are elite. Well, Senior just got better. He literally got better the more he went up there. He got comfortable. We had a routine. If you look at our passes, they are like a production line. Burnout, past the light, back up. You're looking at Junior. Bring him up to the same spot each time. And a routine like that makes everybody comfortable. And if anything is outside of that routine, obviously something is wrong. But we were good. We, after the first round beating the Honda, we thought, okay, Cool, we didn't seem that excited. When we beat the Supra, we got excited because we said, that is an elite car. Okay, when you can go up there, then think about this, guys. Think about the platforms that we had to get through to win this class. We had to beat a Honda S2000 with what I would assume is a Honda motor, okay? We had to beat a 2JZ. We had to beat a single turbo Coyote. And we had to beat a big block Ford on nitrous. If you do not put respect on the Lund name after that, you're just salty. The respect has to be put on the name. Name your favorite racer now. Lund is there. I don't care what you... Oh, they only do JLT 93 octane cars. Oh, Lund Racing doesn't race. Oh, Lund Racing does gay ghost cam tune. Now you have to say Lund Racing won World Cup, beating elite competition. And not just beating them, back halfing and beating them by at least a car. And again, I am not trying to make fun of the people that we raced. Those guys were respectful as hell. But to me, this was a culmination and a big middle finger to everyone that has hated on Lund forever. 6R80 with a 4R200 hub is not a 6R80. To this day, people are still trying to claim a record of all six gears. Imagine you're a T56 guy and you say, well, my T56 with all six gears is different than the T56 with the fifth and sixth removed and only first through fourth face plated. And you're trying to claim a micro record by saying, I have a six speed T56 record. No, you don't. A T56 record is a T56 record is a T56 record, just like a 6R80 record is a 6R80 record. Whatever you want to say to make yourself feel better, it's a micro record. So I'm a little, I'm a little salty on that because that is a lack of respect. The fact that you mentioned a, any record affiliated with 6R80, you are now disrespecting the Lunds because you're basically saying, I did it the way it came from the factory. Does your car hit all six gears going down the bitch? No, it does not. And, and most people put a 28-inch or 29 or 30-inch steamroller out the back to falsely uh, lower the numerically the, the starting line ratio or the gear ratio to make it favorable to launch with the first gear on the 6R80. So trust me, there is still a level of disrespect out there, but there is no way you can now say, Lund doesn't race. And the stock ECU. I'm blown away that we did it with a stock ECU. And no one realizes how difficult that is. If you got Hall Tech, Fuel Tech, Holly, Chupa Tech, Mama Melo Tech, whatever tech and Lee you want to put at the end of your standalone, you must now say 
Ford Racing is in the, the ECU, the stock style ECU, is right there with your shit. That's right. Think about that. Your Holly, your Fuel Tech, your Motec, anything. This car ran the number. Those things make other cars run. A stock style uh, ECU. Now, people say, can I get that tune? Yes. Yes. Not only do we have 11, 10, 9, 8, 7 second tunes, now we have a 6 second tune. This was wonderful R&D. If you want to make your car sit like the Grey Goose, guess what? Nowland Racing has a tune that we know works because we won an event with it. So, does that mean Ford Racing is knocking down our door to, to say congratulations? How can we help you guys get this platform? No. No. Imagine that. Imagine Ford Performance does not recognize the fact that Lund took a car with OEM heads, block, cams, and operating system and ran 679 at 209 at 3,375 pounds. Now, that's the other thing. Why did we weigh so much? Why were we made to drive from the pit to the staging lanes, make a run, and drive back to the scale and drive back? Because we were under Texas 2K streetcar rules. We were a hybrid. We were basically a hybrid. Everyone else had their golf carts push their car to the line. We had to start our car. So that means we had to factor in fuel. We had to factor in wear and tear. We had to factor in all the, anything could have happened between the pits and the starting line, then race, then drive it to the scale, then drive it back to the pits because we were using hybrid rules. So because we have a 6R80, because we had 3,300 plus pounds and we had to fit the hybrid crossover classes, that's why our car was the only one that was actually going up there, using a starter, starting the sucker nonstop and getting it warmed up. And it helped because the car needs to be at a certain temperature for everything to work properly. So this car is a perfect example of something you can build without exotic, crazy parts. So don't talk to me about Holly. Don't talk to me about Motec. Don't talk to me about fuel tech. A Ford Racing ECU went 679, 209 uh, at 3,300 plus pounds. So Ford, I'll shut the fuck up about all your shortcomings. All you have to do is hit us up and kiss our ring and say, how can we work together? To what do you need to make our product better? Because nobody makes your product look better than fucking Lund Racing. So please put respect on that dude's name. Please put respect on the dude's name. And I'm here to gloat about it all day. So I'm here to answer all your questions, concerns, and comments. Um, John Lund might be able to fill you in on the build stuff. But I'm telling you, imagine a car that sits kind of heavy running that number and winning an event like that in the fashion that it did. And anyone being salty about it and talking a lot of shit. I'd love anybody to try to tell us that there's a caveat to this whole situation, that it is not that impressive of a win. People, we hate texted us. Oh, by the way, on the way up, on the way up to the race, not one motherfucker. Oh, I got to find him. Now, where, where, where? 
I don't think I have not that one motherfucker. Not one motherfucker thought we were able to do what we were going to do. But sure enough, after the race was over, oh, those same people were texting you going, how can we work together again? Oh, my God. We need to we need to collaborate. Meanwhile, on the way up, they're like, ah, we, we, oh, you should. I don't, I don't think you should. I don't think. By the way, same transmission. Same, we didn't have to change transmissions. So, off-the-shelf converter, 4R200 equipped transmission, and a bunch of OEM parts. One World Cup Street Fighter class. We'll talk about it. Take your comments, questions, and concerns, and we'll talk a little shit. But man, the math sensor. Someone said, and the math. I zoomed in on the math. That must have confused everybody. Why is Alex zooming in on a math sensor? Because that is the biggest fuck you to every standalone on the planet. Nothing against standalones. They are fine if you want your standalone company to do 80% of your tuning. But when it comes to a math-equipped car with a 4R200, you got to tune it. You know what I'm saying? Because there is no six-second value file in uh, HP tuners or other uh, STT or name your software. You have to actually build all that shit. Keith Bush has missed a lot in the house. Great team. You got my man. That's the thing. If you saw, if you saw the amount of people that would come up with John Lund to run his car for, don't get me wrong, Jake Long from Power by the Hour was there. Rami Zaidan was there. But again, at the line, Junior, me, and Dakota. And we were just, it was just like a little group of gray, gray uh, jacket-wearing Oompa Loompas after a win. We'd hop over to the golf cart and go get him. When we didn't go get him, we'd just make sure he's okay, put the chutes in the trunk, and then escort him back to the pits. But it was a very tiny pit crew. And all we did was just turn the car around efficiently. But again, this is a testament of how well the car was built. The transmission didn't skip a beat. You know what Circle D right now? Do you know the free advertisement we basically gave everyone? Like, Circle D must love the fact that this is a 252-4M converter that was in the car, and it's just no special nothing. Like, why would you buy anything else? Like, why would you buy anything else if this thing won World Cup in a 6R80? I, I wouldn't buy anything else. John Lund says, Turbo 400 time and push the 6R80 both. Yes, people are asking what's next. Based on some stuff we saw and that Jake Power by, Jake at Power by the Hour came down, he's like, you know what? What if we do this? What if we do that? And Junior's brain started moving and Senior and then we're talking. And I'm like, I think this transmission can propel this car properly configured to a high 650. I, I'm one of those psychos that thinks if this car weighs 3,100 pounds, take out 200 pounds somehow, somewhere, make it stick. Because I think the weight helped us. And Junior said that during the race. He goes, you know, all these light cars are going to have trouble hooking because they're very light. And the weight actually helped our case. We just had to, we couldn't 60 foot as uh, hard. We saw signs of tire sidewall starting to degrade. And we're like, we can't hit this tire that hard. And uh, maybe the tire was just going away. Who the hell knows? So that's why our last run was only a 113 60 foot. Where previously in the day, we ran a 109. But we were able to back half the ever-living shit out of the Grey Goose. Stroke 302 Mustang said, I want to say hello, but I didn't want to bother you guys. And I, I appreciate that. People that came by and said hello really quick were nice. There were some people that stayed down a little longer than they should have. But luckily, it didn't mess up the program. Now, 22 tuned by Dakota. Lund Calibrator has never run better. Best tuners hands down for the 10R80, period. Uh, someone mentioned a bunch of fucking clowns up there. Um, yeah, look. Omar X, all those motherfuckers are watching. 
All those motherfuckers are watching and all those motherfuckers are quiet today. You didn't see them pop off on in Facebook or Instagram. And if they did, they would have gotten shut down. Because how can you pop off on that kind of a win? And if you, lo- and if you watch the coverage, we had to earn every single one of those victories. We didn't, we didn't go up there and get handed anything. Everyone except the S2000 made it down the track and was within a car. The S2000, we saw that he had issues. I think a turbo let go or something like that. But everybody else was running within a tenth or two of their qualifying spot. And so did we. So nothing was handed to us during those races. And we were looking like we belonged there. Lund doesn't race. No, you're right. We don't race every weekend. But that proves that when we put our mind to it and the, and the equipment stays together, we're elite. I'm sorry. We are. And, and, and I'm not saying that to boast. How else do you, how else do you um, describe that performance? Not dominant, not, for, not by any means, but elite for sure. Great Goose is going manual now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what are you building into? Okay, um, when when y'all when are y'all building plus tuning our coyotes? Take my money. Gotcha. Um, so it says, was it hard to integrate the Davis traction control device on the stock ECU? Did you run it the rest of the weekend? No. Mike Rasevic, the Davis device was there to monitor. We did not use the traction control integrated with the Davis device. We used it to monitor. What mostly was responsible for our traction control, and I'll let John explain it more when he's available was the AMS 2000. The AMS 2000 did most of the traction control, but let's be, let's, be, let's be very honest here. That suspension is figured out. We were able to grasp the theory of that three-link setup at that weight, at that power level, understand that sometimes you less is more, and what we learned over the weekend uh, was a lot. And we said, the AMS is only gonna interrupt based on acceleration rate, or some kind of chassis, because the, the, the AMS 2000 needs to be level, you need to dial it in, and there's a rate of acceleration that it, if it is interrupted, it can then preemptively kind of, you know, pull power and blip it and then get back on it. But the Davis uh, traction device was used as a monitoring device more than anything. It didn't actually kick in and pull power um, based on what we had it set up to do. Craig Wall says, absolutely. 650 at around 3,000 pounds, no question. And I think we could do it with a 6R80. Like the 6R80 can do, think about it, guys. You need, you need to think about what's happening there. This isn't a Turbo 400 being put in a gear by a RPM trigger. This is a transmission that has a clutch fill time, that has an ongoing and offcoming element. It has an OSS schedule, and it is controlled by a Ford ECU. And it is commanded to be shifted. And I believe we were shifting well above 9,000 RPMs in certain occasions, especially on the 2.3. The 1.2 was a little low if you listen to it. And there's reasons for that. And I'm not going to get into that because it's giving too much away. But the 1.2 was, I want to say, in the 8s. And the 2.3 was well above 9. And that is all within, uh, I want to say, 75 or 80 RPM of the commanded shift point. On a Ford ECU. Um, <clears throat> I want to give Dina Hep Performance a shout out, says uh, um, Brian. Uh, they've gotten the best deals to date. I've gotten from a vendor. These guys are legit, not to, men- and to mention, and I legit just mentioned Alex on the podcast. Stang Douche is watching the steel content. No, look, again, this isn't any indictment on anyone else, but there are people out there that disrespected Lund so much. And understand this 
If you think we're talking about you, we're talking about you. If you feel you said something that pissed us off, it's you. Yeah, we, we, we're absolutely doing this because it is motivation. When people say Lund doesn't race, okay. When people say Lund has no passion, okay. When people say Lund uh, is tu Lund tuning, Lund should change your name from Lund racing to Lund tuning, okay. And you should also say World Cup champions, right? I, I mean, Lund can't race. Lund should be called Lund tuning. Lund doesn't know nothing about racing. World Cup champions. Alex, how do I get the Grey Goose 67 tune in my drop-down box? Again, if your car sits the same, you're, you can get the tune. Yes, and I think someone over the uh, day um, said that if you have a stock ECU, you are poor and a degenerate. He might have said it in a tongue-in-cheek kind of fashion, but hey, hashtag poor and degenerates checking in. Look. I understand if you don't want to mess with an E98 Z01 computer or whatever the hell is out there. And I understand you, you just don't have enough control. But the Ford ECU controlled everything in that car. Everyone thinks that this thing is piggyback to death. That we have six ECUs controlling everything. Guys, the Ford Racing computer controlled every single aspect of the tuning except the power, a.k.a. The boost controller, which a lot of standalone guys use as their boost controller and not use the integrated one in, their, in the software. So we sit no different than most guys that have Billy Badass standalone stuff. It's the Ford computer with the AMS 2000 controlling power. That's it. Lon for the win. That's the Lund number one. It's uh, been on Lund E85R2 for three years. So strong, fast as fuck, boy. Um, was the weather there about as good as it gets back in the DA, track DAYs? Actually, Cole Daniel. So another thing about track and, and data. Um, luckily, the Millers know when it's too cold to bring people out there. If you have a 2,000-plus horsepower car, it's not a good idea to go down a track that's 50 degrees. It's just, it, it might stick, it might not. Maybe the big pro mod, big slick tire cars can get down. But a two, we were on a 275-60-15. We're not on a 315. We're on a 275-60-15. So those cars are basically riding a thin, the, the, the faster you go, the more narrow it gets. And you know how that goes. But the good thing we did, and John Jr. and I kind of looked at each other and said the same thing. If we're put out there at the at the at the worst part of the day, and again, 65 degrees, but a very hot sun will make a greasy track. So we said, well, let's put a one teen tune-up in it and see what it, uh, let's put a let's put a low one teen tune-up in it and see what it does. Boom, it spun in qualifying. We said, okay, we got data. Came back, great data. I mean, wonderful data. And we said, if we come up during eliminations in these conditions, we have data. And that was the Honda S2000 race. Every race after that was after the sun went down. And me and John looked at each other and said, bro, we got to send it every pass. And when we raced the big block nitrous Fox body, we said, we're either going to spin or we're going to run a personal best. But remember, guys, we had run a 109 60 foot previously. On that pass was a 113. So that's when I say, if we were able to put everything together, 109, 60 foot, 209 mile an hour, that car should have been a 75 car or maybe a 70, 74, 674 car. 
or a high 660. That tells me at 3,000 pounds, this 6R80 can be a 659 car. That is ridiculous. Can you, can you think about a factory case controlled by a factory computer with a factory block, factory heads, factory style cams going 659? Bro, nobody can say that. 275-6015, Alex's favorite tire combo. I just bought a 17 GT, says Blake, and going to go to the track this week, and the car's bone stock. What RPM should I launch at? <laughs> Only real upgrade I have is some decent tires. Thanks. Honestly, you're going to have to slip that clutch and do your best to mitigate the tire spin. Get it up as high as you can and slip the clutch. It's more of a practice thing. If you're not smelling clutch, you're not doing it right. Out of curiosity, how much money to build Grey Goose copy? That is a very good question, and we were asked that many times during the event. I want to say, by the time you buy a motor, you're going to be into it for about $30,000. The turbo system was 100% designed by John Sr. based on his experience. Understand, there is no one else out there that had input on where the pipe should go and what it should do but John Sr. And he has a badass fabricator. And John goes, I want the pipe here. I want this here. I want it to face this way. I want the inner coolie here. I want this and this and this. And the car was 100% designed by him. So a custom turbo system, what's it going to run you? Well, let's make that up. Let's just throw a number out there. Let's say $15,000, right? Let's say $15,000, a custom turbo system. $30,000. So you have $45,000 in engine and turbo. 6R80 from Power by the Hour with all of those goodies. I want to say by the time you buy the trans and the converter and the coolers, we have dual oil coolers, fans up the ass. Priority was to keep this transmission cool. Remember, we don't suck out the oil and run it through a trans cooler. This oil never came out of the transmission. This oil is being cooled internally by the fans, by the coolers. The, the, we don't do anything special all weekend. It just... Cooled and it never got over 130. So by the time you get your 6R80 with the 4R200 hub and a billet input shaft and all the other goodies with it and converter, I want to say you're at 10 grand. So you're already now at $55,000. Motor, trans, turbo system. So let's say you have an S197 and you want to make it sit like this car does. You're probably going to pay over $50,000. It's a custom three-link wishbone situation. It's got a specced out cage at seven second plus legal even though it's running sixes. Um, it's got a front tubular. Um, uh, you know, It's got some weight reduction in the front. It has a modified UPRK member and a custom racecraft front suspension. I'd say, I'd say everything all in, $150,000 to $200,000, depending on how exotic you want to get with things like windows, roof, more weight reduction, and carbon. It's got carbon doors. It's got a carbon hood. It's got a carbon roof. So at the end of the day, you're going to have to figure out, okay, well, if I want to get a six-second car down the track that's an S197, well, that's going to run you over $200,000. Now, stop, pause. Let's say you can find an old nitrous fox body and you want to convert all this stuff to coyote stuff. You probably save thirty dollars or $40,000. Or like the gentleman that we raised, he had a, a nitrous. Do you see the flames coming out that sucker? A nitrous fox body going out there and running 680s well that's a lot cheaper i would think than the lunds s197 car but 
The other thing that it proved is this. The Coyote Motors Elite. Elite. Now you have to say the following. 2J. Uh, what else? Uh, SMX. N- Noonan Billet. Coyote. Non-Billet. I'm, it, I'm sorry. We are here. It is 2023, November 8th, and the coyote has to be mentioned in the same line and same sentence as Noonan, SMX, what do you mean SMX? I'm sorry, that's a six-second motor on most cars that are configured that way. I don't see a lot of 3,500-pound cars running fives with an SMX. Garrett's car is a 630 car, and then once they start pouring the power in, it's, it's tough to keep down. That motor belongs like in a Pro Mod chassis with a big old slick in the back. The Coyote Motors Elite. Look at your boy Garrett. That's right. The people you guys see you never watch. Look at your boy Garrett. He went a certain number. Tell me what you know because y- y'all know exactly how, what he ran. What did he run with the Godzilla versus what he ran with the Coyote? What did Clee and Garrett and his team run with the Godzilla? 7.3 liters of twin turbo gayness. And then they shoved the coyote in there and it went 720. Stop. You have to mention the coyote in the same sentence as the elite power plants around, period. And yes, three to four coyote cars won their respective classes. Brett won Warriors versus Tres Cuarto. We won Street Fighter. Charlie Barnes and his guy won. I forget what they had but i don't know the other coyote you're gonna have to tell me which other coyote won <coughs> bill mike rasovic says build the copy of the car would still need to put in years and years of testing to doubt in the setup exactly don't forget exactly cost labor hardware like senior has gone through about senior has now had to learn to okay senior went from being uh i want to say good at being a mechanic per se to being an expert senior is a coyote engine expert if senior says something you must take it as law if he says something about cams he's put it in if he says something about cam caps he's done it if he says something about predator blocks or any sleeving situation he's experienced it and he's become an expert at building 6R80s. The 6R80 is a PBH design, but Senior, with Jake's direction, built his own 6R80s. You understand? Like, the 6R80 got damaged at testing in Bradenton, Senior had another one on the shelf, removed some parts, swapped it in, put it in, and we went right to World Cup. I don't have nothing but respect and admiration for the Coyote. I now have nothing but respect and admiration for the Coyote. Bro, how many times did you see that thing smoke on diesel? Like, guys, go watch every run we made at World Cup. Actually, a gentleman on Facebook did that for us. Um, if I, let, me, let me go to the Facebook um, um, page. Um, we have a group there, and it's a customer group. And this gentleman saw every, he posted every run from a certain perspective and he did a wonderful job. So I want to give him a shout out. His name is Gino Todd. 
So Gino Todd went out there and actually posted every race from a certain angle. And this was the first run during quality. Now, remember, this Camaro, we had raced last year and we lost to it. Um, and this guy, great guy, he ran his own six. So this Camaro is a low six-second car all day, every day. Uh, headphone users, be, be, you know, warning, this is going to be loud. So every car treat us. And that's not because Senior sucks. It's because the trans brake that we have has a weird inherent delay. It's a six-hour stager. So when you let go of the button, you know, it has to be like, oh, you want to go forward? Okay. And then it has to, like, send the signals to, like, to like the moon and back. And then it, it allows the car to go forward. But watch how this Grey Goose back halves everybody it races. And watch for smoke. No smoke. Watch for diesel smoke. No diesel smoke. If you would have watched the race here, I, give me money, right? I got I got a hundred on near lane, and once you saw that race, you said, "Boy, no way that Coyote's gonna make it up." Oh my God, it's a car and a half here, but watch the rest. Six eighty-three, two. Oh, five. Okay, so then that was the qualifying pass. And then I believe round one against the Honda, the Honda S2000. That was a real clear-cut victory. Again, watch it right here. You think the race is over right there. Boom. Give me my money, right? If you're near lane, check it out. Oh, 703. That was the first round of racing. Then, this is against the Supra, the second round of racing. We treat him, I believe. Six eighty-two, two oh six. He went two oh seven. That's no slouch. And again, guys, this is a 6R80 doing this. This is a 6R80 doing this. Then we raced an S197 who races a lot of NMRA stuff. I believe they treat us, but we did our thing. So if you're a betting man in the stands and you saw us come up, you could not bet against us. And then finally, the final round is my favorite. And I'm going to say many things about this final round. Well, number one, the gentleman we raced, nothing but respect. I, 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 you know, I, I, don't, I don't disrespect any racer. Anyone that has a badass six-second car is a badass, period. But God damn it, this picture touches my heart. Why does it touch my heart? He has a team behind him, okay? He has... One, two, he has cameras. He's, people are like, bro, this is a bad motherfucker. We're going to, you know, we're going to see him race. And back here, there's me with the phone looking over. Junior's back there making sure he goes straight. And Dakota is on the near side. And this picture is a perfect example of 
I want to say a couple things. Maybe a lot of, maybe a lot of non-believers, right? You know, like, like if you were supporting Lund, you'd be there. You know what I mean? But we didn't think we'd make it this far. We were almost thrust into this war because we're like, oh, shit, we qualified well. But God damn it, look at the team and the support this dude has. Good for him. But, you know, we had to do our thing. And he had us all the way into the eighth. Understand, guys, all the way into the eighth, he had us covered. Serious, serious. To, to to be beaten to the eighth and to come back and do that, if you understand what it requires power-wise, the computer has to be able to hit the target shifts. All of the mechanical components have to be happy. Boost wasn't in the fours until that pass. Actually, no. Two times was Boost in the had a number starting with a four until the last two passes. Bro... And we gave Senior four on the button, and I think we gave him eight on the button one time. And that son of a gun grabbed it right away. <laughs> senior, if you can see in the data log when he hits a scramble, it's like launch. Oh, it's stuck. Bam. Here's another 350 horsepower. And he's like, and it feels ridiculous. So we were giving Senior a lot of control because Senior had three minimum, 250 to 300 horsepower at a button and he was grabbing it the moment the car stuck first gear alex counts as 666,100 people i boy i appreciate that boy i appreciate that man you know i that, that I, I forget that uh I, I shouldn't forget that because you, you guys do matter by the way we supported the peasant chat uh the peasant chat supported alec bledsoe's venture he did well set some new records i'll let him explain the video situation but the fact that four people, essentially, were the people that ran that program, it says a lot. Now, would I want to do it again? Fuck no. Guys, understand, that was a lot of work. And it was not fun to get up at 6 a.m. every day and start to work on a race car and then get back to the hotel or go to sleep wherever at about midnight for a week straight. That, that definitely is not fun. Um... That was dope to see. It was great. Imagine you're in the stands and you're betting on the finals and Lund pays you <laughs> each race. You're a Lund guy and you're like, I got money on Lund. And you just keep taking everybody's money. It's crazy. I like the senior's reaction after the pass. Damn, that was a lot of boost up top. Yeah, so senior said, imagine your car's accelerating. It's making 2,000 horsepower, okay? So you know the acceleration is like 2.8 Gs already. And then you hit a button and you've... You physically feel the 300-plus horsepower kicking instantly. That must be a hell of a kick in the ass. Senior's a drive motherfucker. Absolutely. Senior is a pilot in that thing. Is Brian Luna's car all right? Garage Bill Coyote, by the way, Mexico recently and Brian Luna and Aldo Weld, bro, that those guys are psycho. They're super hardworking dudes. Um, they had a transmission issue um, in, in the first qualifying pass. They came back, got the car ready. And unfortunately, something happened where it got loose. I'll let them explain what happened. But the crash looked a lot worse than it was. And when you look at the car, it was actually pretty intact. So it was nice to see that he was okay, number one. But the car isn't that bad. That car was so freaking clean. 
I'm telling you, that car was show car quality. But they'll get it back going. I have no doubts they'll be back out there racing sooner than later because that car, based on the small data that they got that weekend, that's a six-second car again. That's like a low seven, high six-second car. That car was going to be a badass motherfucker to contend with in the Street Fighter class uh, in its own. We watched all the way, brother. Thank you, Johnny boy. Uh, was my boy Dakota there? Yes, Dakota was there chilling. It was definitely the most exciting World Cup I've seen. Blast watching you guys on your videos, and it was so nice to see Team Lund with it all, win it all. So damn cool. Thank you for the coverage. Now, so I felt, um, I felt that there is no higher point in the season than that. Than winning World Cup. So that's why, you know, Mod Nationals, nothing against them. I'm not going to attend it for multiple reasons, right? But I think the Lunds are going to be there and they're going to probably sell some merch. And I think this this victory will, you know, put a, a check mark and a blue check mark and a stamp on some of the doubters and be like, okay, bro, you can't say that shit no more. And we'll, we'll get business out of it and cool. But I think it'll motivate the Lunds to further develop the 6R80 via some other stuff because Jake was there talking to, uh, to John and they got some ideas and we think, you know, based on what we see, it, it can go 50, 50 something. To go lower than that, I think you need another chassis. Now, now, now like, let's be honest. If you take this chassis to a shop and say cut out 300 pounds from it, well, it's going to look like a freaking rail. You know what I mean? It's going to look like a car that's unrecognizable. Um, they do have a different nose ready for it. They have a bunch of different stuff. So it'll look more racy the lighter it gets, which some people might like, some people might not like. Because when you look at that car, it looks like an S197. It's an S197 stock fender, stock quarter, stock roof, stock everything except for the carbon fiber uh, lightweight. But I'm saying the dimensions. So once they go lighter, it's going to look vastly different. So a lot of people might be turned off to it. But honestly, I think if you want to go further in, the, in developing that, combo that power combo if those parts are in a 3000 or 2900 pound fox because what's it take to make a coyote s197 chassis 33 uh, from go from 33 to 3000 pounds when it's already been worked through i think it's gonna be a little difficult but we'll see tech support right um we had the trans in and out of my buddy's car at WCF five times. Came all the way from the West Coast. It's war, dude. People don't understand the amount of work racing is. Usually, you're beat by the end. Correct. I want nothing to do with this. If, if Senior was to say, Alex, are you interested in racing four times a year? I would say, not just no, fuck no. I know how difficult it is to win a race. Not just any race. That race. It's like winning the Super Bowl. It's like winning the World Series. It's like winning the World Series your second or third year playing and then play another 20 years and you might never see a World Series. You could be Charles Barkley and play 20 years and not see a World Series. You could be Barry Bonds and not see and not win a World Series. So I understand how difficult and lucky and privileged we are that we were able to do well at that race. But again, we weren't expecting to go rounds. We were kind of thrust into this war when we just basically showed up to have the best prep and best air possible to run into the sixes. And we not only did that, we did it like five more times. I think we did it six times. I think we did it five times total. I think we went six, five times total. And every pass got quicker. Brian Luna's S550 is a bad MF. He got the carbon match paint match and put that new hood on it. Uh, also, exactly. New top performance says is WCF is as high as it gets, man. See, 
I understand that that and like if you were to say, Alice, you're gonna be a you're gonna be a mod nuts, I'm like, why? Nothing against that. You can go and I fully support my customers and Lund's customers going. I personally don't have any uh reason to go to mod nets, like at all, after winning or being part of winning World World Cup. Senior is the Coyote Godfather now. He one day not my Nina Summers. Maybe never. But I hope that when that day comes, you'll be able to take it. Be my friend. I, there is no... And again, other guys run Coyotes and are quicker. I get that. By the way, shout out to Keith Ray running 6'1 at 250-something. What the fuck happened there? Did y'all see that? So, in terms of the stock computer world, and we... Tune it. I don't think a lot of people grasp what these words mean. It's a fucking stock computer that we tune. Like, like we tune it. We have 100% control of that program. We had FFRA build the motor. Senior built the, uh, the 6R80 and the turbo system. Blacklisted the, the work on the chassis. And a bunch of other people were involved, I'm sure. But when it comes to the, at the end of the day, we have 100% control of that program. Others rely on other tuners, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But they rely on other tuners where we rely on our own data, our own shit to make that car go faster each pass. So it's, it's, we're not playing in the same sandbox. And I hate to say that, but we're not. I'm not saying we're better. I'm just saying we're not playing in the same sandbox. My sole reason for going to Bonnets if I were to be to see Yandro's possible return. Yes, yes. If you have um, cars that you want to see run, I totally understand that. I want to see Yandro uh, go out there and make 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 a hit. Uh, honestly, the only other person I would probably want to see is um, uh, what's his name, uh, Joel Steele, but his car's not done, and that's about it. And Keith Ray, and Keith Ray would be the only other car I'd want to see. Does this fire you up for the Fairmont? Nope, not at all. The Fairmont already has me fired up. I don't like racing. I hate racing. I think it's stupid. But did, did we do it and, and thrive at it? Sure, absolutely. But what did it take to get there? Okay, so what did it take to get to that World Cup win? Four or five different engine combos. Uh, eight plus transmissions. A hundred plus thousand dollar in chassis work i would i would say two three different turbo kits okay had a fluid had some prototype shit then a production kit then a, a, a wonder racing kit and then seniors uh stuff it's had every motor manufacturer you can think of engines in there i, I what the hell am i fired up about like the fairmont the only i have a plan as to what i want to do with the fairmont but it is not elite, and it's not going to impress anybody, and it is not going to be out of this world. But I'll have fun with it. I, but it does not fire me up, honestly. I have, I've been working on the backside to try to get chassis work done, and I've talked about that at length. But it does not fire me up, no, because I know how much it takes. Um, I'm so glad I'm tuned by the WCF champs. 6'1 to 250, yeah. Keith Ray went 6'1 like a 250. It was ridiculous. Has Lund seen a spike in new customers since the World Cup? Yes. Um... World Cup qualifying six-second pass, every day after that 
are or we are up 30 or 40 percent or something like that year over year it's, it's kind of crazy um how many of those top coyote cars were luntoon at wcf um no i think they're all standalone cars except ours midget tossed so luna's cars tuned by us aldo's cars tuned by us so boom boom those two um there was another 6 or 80 car that's tuned by us us so four cars total that i know of actually there was an all motor class car that was tuned by us a red car uh in the all motor class a red uh um lx hatch so five we had five cars but i don't think um all the other cars run like a Hall Tech or Mo Tech or Fuck Tech or Shit Tech or Tupa Tech or whatever the fuck they got. Have y'all considered a badass Lund Racing wrap for the car? Nope, that car should be ominous, gray, and just nefarious looking. It shouldn't be like Lund Racing. No, no, no. It, we we don't we don't do that Puerto Rican shit. You see all those starlets with the freaking tearaway Mountain Dew style slash shit on the side of their cars, and their whole team has those fucking shirts. No, we're just not those people. Taking a picture. Just got out of class at the Union Hall. Neutral Performer says. I bet Team is extremely happy about the whole thing and probably very content with the car. Yeah, <laughs> to say the least. Guys, we drove it on the trailer. That's why I ended the video with Dakota getting in it and driving it on the trailer. Because I'm like, that car just performed phenomenal. And he was responsible for every nut and bolt in that car. Looking forward to seeing much faster we can go with the build internal parts now. Are you going to make a pass in the DT500 still? Yeah, but not at ModNats. Uh, I don't rental like a, a month or two later. So... We're going to probably make a couple of changes to the Grey Goose and the Black Bean and go out on a rental. And I'll go with them, piggyback, and uh, the GT500 needs to hit the track. I have to hit the dyno first. I haven't gotten Watt in it yet. I just can't. So if the dyno is still available this weekend, hopefully, I'm going to try to get a dyno session in. Um, try to lower the boost with a 3.75 pulley, which will still be 28, 27 pounds and see what the car does for power see if the clutch holds see if the transmission doesn't come flying out of it we'll see i think it'd be cool to see lund build their own Motec firmware nope we're not uh, okay they might be interested in that but i i'm not uh at all <coughs> i have a 10 already and i want the gear 3.0 i just found 315 okay so get a nine inch in it get a nine inch in it if you're going racing the 8.8 isn't the fucking move Okay, if we're doing big boy Billy Badass shit, get that fucking 8.8 out of there. Put a G-Force 9-inch in there, and you can find a lot more gear ratio selections. Oh, would you ever run in the street event? I don't know what you're talking about. We missed y'all, but glad you went and kicked ass. We've had three boosted, one NA Lund car getting tuned today at the shop. Glad y'all back at HQ, Parker Performance. Oh, yeah, Parker Performance. Yeah, you, you didn't you have Kelly Aiken out for a little bit, too? Didn't you fucking buddy out with Homeboy? <laughs> I don't hold it against you because you're a customer, but... Trust me, that that was not a good move. My, you know, for me personally, Lasalle did six four two twenty three with his S one ninety seven. Yeah, he's been six thirties before. Uh, when he went when he won uh, FL two K. I bet Jake will get a spike in people wanting to build six or eighties due to long win. I don't know why you would get your six or eighty build anywhere else. Like, why would you get your? No offense to the people that build six or eighties. No offense to the people that sell six or eighties. Why would the? When people ask me, Alex, blah blah blah. Power by the hour. Power by the hour. And does it take a 6-4 pass, a 6, sorry, a 6-7 pass for you guys to be convinced that those transmissions are good? Stop it. Aldo Wells SF50 has a badass wrap. It does. Imagine um, 
you're there with Lund. Lund wins, and you're like, can I? Can you give me that winning tune? Actually, we can. We can say, here it is. But it's got to sit the same. What about an Oreo wrap, Alex? What's funny is that the 10 probably barely paid for the whole event and all you guys. Correct. Guys, the hotel rooms were... The hotel rooms alone were a thousand bucks. For us. Fuel, entry, gas, uh, you know, and then the whole shipping. The, I think the event cost Lund. I think we might have been under like a couple grand. Like I, I want to say maybe it cost Lund twelve to fifteen thousand bucks total. And I think the ten grand, you know, it's just like oh here. And by the way, you get taxed on that, so you end up with like seven. It's crazy. Ken Phillips says, for our 200 and a healthy 750 to 900 horsepower car would live a happy life. Get the fuck out. Would live a happy life. Get the fuck out of here. I don't know what he's talking about. Yes, sir. Longtime friend. Can love on people. Don't love on other. Yeah, fuck him. Love you. Fuck him. Okay? Fuck him forever. For life. F-L-K-A. For life. But I love you guys. You're our customer. So just understand that, you know, we're not going to rub elbows. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you say, hey, I'm Parker Performance, hi and bye. Thanks for being a customer. I, I don't want to be one degree separated from any motherfucker like that. But we love you for being a customer. Uh, Duak Fox says, uh, S197, 1200 horsepower, Whipple car, four dining inch. What gear would you recommend for a quarter mil? Um, what trans? If it's a 6R80, 315. Because if you're launching in first, a.k.a. 410 or whatever, or 4.1, um, you need a numerically low gear. If you can afford a two, if you can find a 280 gear or a 270 gear, even better. Uh, getting a hotel with the Lunds, I doubt you stay in a circus motel. No, see, the Lunds take care of you. The Lunds absolutely take care of you. Um, that's one thing the Lunds don't fuck around with. Um, when the Lunds go to dinner, they go to dinner. You know, when the Lunds stay at a hotel, they stay at a hotel, not a circus circus or not a hotel where you open the door to your room and you're outside. You're inside. Your Spanish commentating is on point. London do it for the money, obviously. Tina's dream was to get the car to the Sixers and done. Park it. Um, <laughs> I, don't, <coughs> I don't think he's going to park it. <laughs> like, I know Senior Senior is a very motivated individual. Guys, he's almost 60. And this is now, this is, in my opinion, like the best retirement ever. Like, he runs a company that is the best Ford tuning company in the world. His employees hammer out tunes, and it affords him to be able to build six-second cars. He has many cars he can mess with, but the Grey Goose now is so far ahead of any other program that he's like, well, let's just see how far we can take it. I honestly think a Turbo 400 in that car right now because the gear ratio is tighter would gain the car a tenth and a half. So let's say that 679 pass can probably be a 665 pass with a turbo 400, just based on the gear ratio. Understand, listen to the Lunds runs very carefully. First and second are quick, quick, 8200. And second gear lasts forever. And that's when Junior goes, here's everything. Here's, let's bury that fucking nose and let's go. And then when it shifts in the third, it just kind of stays there. There's converter slip, there's RPM, but the mile an hour is going up. 
but the but the but the but the RPM stays here. So it's like and it just keeps accelerating. But if it had a favorable gear ratio where it's a tighter gear stack, you ever hear those turbo 400 close ratio guys like a 180, 150, 1 type situation? Um, those cars get after it, and because the gear split is so minimal, it just propels the car forward better. But that's not saying that it's a better transmission. Guys, we didn't have to cool this transmission externally. We didn't have to do anything. Uh, we didn't have to start messing with jets, you know, and changing stators. And so it's a bolt. It, it's, a, it's a welded together off the shelf torque converter from Circle D. 252 4M. That's it. Um, I assume the Grey Goose is still running 85, no exotic fuel. There's some exotic stuff in there, but honestly, we did it as a test, and we didn't see any massive gains from it. It's Ethanol 1R, you know? And we tried some blends and stuff like that, and we're like, it didn't do anything crazy. So it's it's mostly Ethanol 1R, shit you can get anywhere. Um, 650 horsepower S197, should I be worried about my MT82? Absolutely, Alan Lovelace, that thing can go stock. Damn, I've been slacking on catching live streams. Had to catch one while I'm chilling down in Florida for work. This is the first one I've done over a week and a half because I've been away since Monday. And I got back late last night, uploaded a video, and then had to get right to work today and catch up on tickets because I'm, I'm an employee. Major Toss says, Lund's reaction to the six-second passes and the win proves he's not just parking it. Um, shout out to that converter builder. Right, exactly. It might have been built on a, on a, on a Monday. If Ford was smart, they would call Senior up and set up a 7-9 car to go out with a bang and save the business. If Ford was smart, they would call Senior to set up a 7.9 car to go out with a bang and save the, their business. I don't know what he's talking about. What's Senior like in the pits and around the car? Saw him under it. Figured he'd be the only one allowed to touch a kind of perfection-minded person. Exactly. Um, type double A. Senior is very... Um, Detail-oriented. He likes nice stuff. Senior does not like junk. Senior doesn't build junk. Senior doesn't own junk. But Senior's also humble. Like, he's not out there wearing the, the, the baddest clothes and the baddest watches. His cars have elite stuff, nice stuff. So, when he says, I want to get under it and nut and bolt everything, yes, sir, what tools do you need? But, when he's in the car, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm in charge. When he's in the car, Junior has done his job. Junior has now checked tire pressure. Junior has made sure the tune is happy. Everything is good. My job is to facilitate the run. And I don't want to say that I'm like some kind of crew chief or nothing, but that's my job. My job in, in the pits was to make sure the team was good. Y'all fed, y'all good. Obviously, I help with gas, parachutes, tires, tightening, just turning the car around generally. But my main job was to facilitate the smooth operator. I'm an operations manager, okay? I am the guy that tries to facilitate everything going smoothly. You good? What do you need? Da, da, da. But when seniors in the car and the car turns on and it's about to do a burnout, I'm in charge, okay? Junior tells me where to line up. I have calmed senior down many times where he'd been a little too intense. I have to open the door and go, hey, we're racing here. I'll do your fucking job. And he, he gets it. And he understands that what I'm trying to do is make the program run as smoothly as possible. 
I wasn't that on video because I wanted to make sure I highlighted in the videos that I put out there the lunge. I don't want it to be about me. But when the car turns on, it's about to do a burnout. I'm in charge. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's be consistent. Let's get you lined up where we need to line up nice and straight. And by the, by like the third qualifying pass, we had such a badass system. Junior and I are in sync. Dakota's in sync. Senior's in sync. Everyone's in sync. It's, it's, a, it's a good team. So it acts like a CVT trans in third gear. Yes, Sam 5.0. When you look at the data log, and I wish Junior could send me a data log or something, but I don't think he's on live right now. And he's probably chilling with his kids because I'm telling you, he, he, he was away from his family for a very long time. So I'm sure he wants to just hang out. Um, it goes one, two, and the RPM goes bam, bam. And then third just kind of stays static at 82, 8300. And, it, and then the, R, the, the RPMs climb, which tells me, the car has more in it if it has a favorable gear ratio. Tighter stack equals less converter slip equals more efficiency equals more mile an hour. Correct. Yeah, converter slip is over 12%, if I'm not mistaken. Think about that. Think about we're losing over 12% converter slip from the motor to the trans. So eventually we're going to have to make some of that up. My girlfriend and I talked about how hard the lungs were working. She said they probably have some money, lost some money from being there instead of sending tunes. I told her I doubt that because the lungs work. Oh, yeah, guys, when there wasn't racing happening, I would take my laptop out and tune. We bought a Starlink system, so we had very fast Wi-Fi. So if we weren't gassing up, putting parachutes in, checking tires and oil and all this stuff, we were sending out tunes during World Cup. Dakota was sending out tunes in the morning. I was sending out tunes during the event when there was a lull in the action because anytime the Hondas went up, we knew we had at least an hour because they blow shit up all the time. Does Lund tune little OJ uh, new fuel tech? Guys, we don't tune any standalone stuff. We don't tune any standalone stuff. Uh, have you guys messed with the gem fuel? Don't know what you're talking about. Nope. Built on TD2 or T56 swap. Depends on what you want to do. So I've got a 23 from 550 as a rental. These things drive nice. Cool, Frederick Fiesta. Have you ridden on his plane? Nope, and I don't think I ever will. Uh, I bet Junior was 95% sure about that too. <laughs> Seeing you describe your role in the video as you calm me. Yeah, I don't really want to mention that because we have a good relationship, right? Me, me and Senior are uh, old souls. I'm 45. He's 59. You know, he's uh, 14 years older than me, and I'm 14 years older than Junior. I think that think that's how it goes. The, we're kind of split in the middle, generation-wise. And um, we know what each other's personality is like, and I know what, what he wants to do, but I also know he can. he's intense. He's an intense dude. So you have to sometimes rein in that intensity because if you get too amped up, you'll red light. If you get too amped up, you will do something that you won't do. And there have been some occasions that Senior wasn't on the ball and I needed to kind of like just hit a hard reset because I felt that self-inflicted wounds are the worst things that can happen. If the car's equipment is perfect, the tune's on point, but then we red light or we roll through the beams or we do something self-inflicting, that's what I'm trying to minimize. So that's why I know that I have to keep him calm. Junior, I want him to be intense. See, with Junior, it's the opposite. Junior is calm. My job with Junior, and you guys are probably going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? My job is to piss him off. See, 
I told them when I went, okay, we stopped at the, at the, at the, at the Lund Racing headquarters. I got in the Escalade. I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. But me and Junior haven't had that one-to-one, heart-to-heart. He was staying in the room with Dakota. Me and Senior were staying in another room um, at the hotel. So it was mostly me and Senior just chit-chat most of the time. And at the track, you know, Junior and I would talk tuning stuff. But at the end, I'm driving home, and I said, the chip on our shoulder is our superpower. Keep the chip there. What I'm doing with Junior is I'm pissing him off. And Junior has that dog in him. That I know, I've seen that if he, anybody doesn't let it loose, he has, he, he lets it loose when it comes time to prove a point. And uh, this is such a great, I think the Lunds should be, should not react to anything online. That's my job. My job is to be the buffer between the bullshit that happens online and the Lunds. I think the Lunds should stay out of any online beef. I'll handle that. But it is my job to piss off Junior and to calm down Senior. And I'm telling you guys, it works perfectly. It works perfectly because Junior then now has that chip and he is intense when that chip is on point. And Senior has, is just intense off the rip. So it's, it's a bit of a balancing act for sure. Um, the Lund and Coyote haters are real quiet. Um, you can't hate the Coyote anymore. Even Garrett, who doesn't even have a quarter of the sensors we have. Now, that's the other thing. Let's talk about sensors. So, we have so many sensors on this car just to get data that we can tell what is causing what. So, if you're running a program, a race program, that is a 2,000 plus horsepower capable situation, and you only have the necessary sensors like wide bands and maybe map, but you don't have EGT, you don't have back pressure sensors on your turbo kit, you don't have crankcase pressure sensors on your shit, so how do you know if there's a overpressurization of the crankcase? How do you know what your back pressure is to know if your turbo kit is inefficient? <coughs> Guys, do you know that our back pressure is not one-to-one? Those that know about back pressure, Turbo Diesel Dan might know. At over 40 pounds of boost, our back pressure is not one-to-one. It's under that. It's in the .9 range. That, that, just think about that if you know about turbo stuff. Maybe someone says, what's the big deal? I know. Yeah, but I've seen guys that have like double the back pressure. And they go, well, I've got to keep hammering the dome. i got to keep hammering the dome on this thing to make the pressure I want. i got to put 80 on the dome to get 20 PSI. And they don't have crankcase pressure sensors, EGT, or back pressure sensors. So I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Promotion trans for Lauderdale does great MTD2 builds. Uh, ben Calmer. Ben Calmer. 100 sensors, but still logging with the N-Gage exactly. And that's what blows people's minds. Junior goes in there, pulls the N-Gage log, the AMS log, and goes, okay, here's a tune update. And what he was doing, and what he was doing for 
timing. He said something, and then I kind of, you know, threw something back at him, and it made him think. And I go, okay, we're on the same page. He goes, I have a couple more degrees. And I go, well, a couple more degrees at that power level is like 150 horsepower. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish I could show you the spark plugs on this thing. We did not have to switch out a spark plug at all if we didn't want to. The only reason we switched out spark plugs is because when it was 30 degrees in the morning, cold start issues might fall out your plugs. So we said, hey, let's throw some 6510s in there, start it on the 6510s, and then once it's warm, throw the brisk 10s in there and be happy. And I'm telling you, when you pull those plugs out, you can reuse them shits. They look perfect. Um, I'm looking to make around 900 to 1100 horsepower. I wanted to build for the MTD2. As well, I want to build for the future as well. Still MT82, Alan Lovelace. Um, yes, so Ben Calamar has a stage three MT82. You can still use your drive shaft, your shifter. You just have to change the, the clutch out to a 26 spline and nothing special or exotic and it'll work fine. The stage three Ben Calamar build should be plenty for you. Would be cool to see behind the scenes quality life of a Lund race camp. Would be disrespectful to imagine anything short of brain heart surgeon type control. Correct. And I can't show you the data logs because... You know, okay, the guys that race typically see the data log, and what they do is just apply boost. So if you have, like, a badass racer, name your badass racer. They're usually not tuning the car. What they're usually doing is power management, and that's what we do to the customer. Let's say, for instance, you come to Lund Racing, and you said, I want to make 1,100 horsepower. Let's say you want to make 1,500 horsepower. Here's a tune for 1,500 horsepower on the dyno. Bye! There's nothing I need to do anymore. You have control of the power application via the AMS or boost controller. So you take the curve and make it whatever way you want based on your observations and what you do at the track. If you call me up and say, Alex, I need you to fuck with my AMS 2000, I'm like, I'll sell that car. Why are you racing if you are relying on your tuner to do every single little fucking thing? It is now time for you, the racer, to race. Hmm, track's a little greasy. Let's go out to take a look at it, see what the other cars that sit similar to you are doing. Ah, they're spinning. I'm going to maybe apply the boost a quarter of a second later, half second later. Ah, let's just leave on less PSI. Let's lower the two-step. No, these motherfuckers hit up the tuner, and I'm like, wait, are you a racer or are you a passenger? So I don't show a lot of the data log stuff, but Junior will. Junior, in my opinion, has now 10 or so data logs he can reference on video. And he could sit there and make a YouTube video of what he saw, what the EGTs were, and what he did to combat the issues at the track. The super nerds would love that video because he explains it very well. Wait, point nine? Damn, basically, folks, he's saying the pressure between the cylinder and the turbo is less than what's in the intake manifold. Correct, James Williams. Over 40, let's say four, over 44 pounds of boost on a Coyote. Back pressure is 0.9. Elva Galarga says 0.9, meaning pressure is lower in the manifold versus after the turbo or exhaust or intake pressure. And James Williams answered that question. Say less, says uh, Alan Lovelace. 520 plus the chat. 520 plus on the chat says something. Trying to juggle now watching Theo Alex Papi Trunk in Hialeah. Trying to judge juggle now watching Theo Alex e Papi Trump in Hialeah. Gotcha. Yeah, Papi Trump's down there. 
all while pulling up an F-250s and fifth wheel trailers instead of not for hire Freightliners and stackers. Don't get me wrong. If the Lunds want to buy a stacker, they could. But it's silly because we don't race that often. See, we don't do, you know, 2Ks, FL and TX, World Cup, and other. You know, we, we just don't. So we don't. But that F450 towed really good. What we really need is this. We need the F350 to tow a triaxle camper where we all stay. And then we need the F450 to tow the race car. And then we put two spots and that's we buy two racer spots and boom, we camp out there and stay at the track the whole time, little fire pit, make food, blah 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 blah. That's how we should be doing it. And I think that's going to be the plan one of these days. A triaxle badass camper, tow with the 350 fifth wheel, do the same with the F450 with the race car, live a good life, and go to three events a year. 2Ks, TX and FL, and if we get invited back to World Cup, because I don't even know what's going to happen with World Cup. I imagine Mr. Miller got called up and was like, y'all need to slow it down because it went 209. But then I'm like, wait a minute, a Lambo went... 210 almost, I think, in that same class, the Alpha, whatever, Lambo. We have a 6 or 80, 3,300 pounds stock ECU. I mean, don't don't penalize us for maximizing a mostly factory combo. What did you think of the announcer trying to stay quiet anytime Senior went fast? Uh, bro, just the announcer. Okay, there was three announcers. The, the loud one, the professional one, and the Spanish one. Anytime the professional one talked, I listened. Anytime the other two talked, I just shut my ears and walked away. I'm about to buy ESS G3. What supporting mods would you recommend? Just a daily driver to want to make crazy power. Okay, Fabian, don't mess around and get a 1,000cc injector. More than likely a 1050X or FIC's new 1200. Stay on pump gas. Boost the pump. 120mm pulley. Live a happy life. <clears throat> Jake says, not sure why this is even a question who to tune with. You guys have done every setup thousands of times. I'm always done in three or less revisions. It runs the number. So guys, this is what, this is what, let's just end it here because you know, we got about eight minutes. Listen to your tuner. Listen to your tuner. When you say I want to lock my cams, I say we didn't and we ran sixes. When you say the four two hundred hub sucks. I don't know. This, it took a thirty three hundred pound car and it went sixes. When we tell you a JLT one twenty sucks, get a PMAS fender well. We don't just say that because we're lazy. We say that because that setup will run better. I've had people tell me I bought this cold air. I'm like I've never heard of it. Oh, this guy used to tune it. It's badass. I've never heard of it, but this one, this one, and this one works good. And then you say, well, I don't care. Tune this one, and then the car runs like shit. And you have a fucking Pikachu face after that. I go, I'm sorry, dude. I've tried to help you. So listen to your tuner. If nothing, what the World Cup victory did was simply verify everything we thought could happen. The Grey Goose is a culmination of a data-gathering venture. And that is the byproduct of that data-gathering venture. 
a car that did not leak one drop of fluid, a car that on diesel and acceleration did not smoke blue, a car that at over 40 pounds of boost does not have one-to-one back pressure issues, a car that on 2,400 horsepower, the transmission temperatures were never above 130, a car that went 679 at 209 with a freaking off-the-shelf 252 Circle D 4M converter. So if you don't think that our data is backed up by actual performance and application, if anything, look at the World Cup victory. And that is an extreme example of how the data gathering process can then basically, what do you call it, materialize in a car that runs that kind of number. And it did it seemingly effortlessly effortlessly you know what's funny you guys haven't even asked about the fuel system how come you guys haven't asked about the fuel system you're just assuming it has three 285s in it (laughs) it has id 2600s with a mechanical fuel pump and it is dry sump So, that is going to require, in my opinion, a complete conversation on its own with John Lund Sr. So, one of these days, I'm going to grab John Lund Sr. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say, take me through the build. Let's start at the motor, transmission, fuel system, and then the suspension. If you go back on the videos, I've already talked about the suspension. Go back on my videos. Go look at the Lund Racing Grey Goose Complete Suspension Redo. It's running Viking style shocks. I'm sorry, they're called, I forget. Okay, no, it's not Viking style shocks. Um, Ron John shocks and rear Santos, but it's got a mechanical fuel pump and it is dry sump with ID 2600s. One injector per, ba- per, per cylinder, by the way, just one injector. Really advise people to look at Alex's video. He literally went over the best combos for Gen 1 and Gen through Gen 3 manual and auto in every info you want about Kydee engines. Thank you, Alex. Exactly. You mentioned the mechanical fuel pump in the video. Exactly. Thank you. So I want to make sure that you guys understand that everything I tell you on this channel, the build series, the racing, the cold air stuff, everything I have ever mentioned is based on what I see in the system. That works. Not because I like it. Not because I hate Jay Tucker or this guy. Suspension stuff. Oh, gosh. My favorite is when suspension companies take credit for a car 60 footing. Meanwhile, we in the tune have timing ramps. What suspension you got? This. Ugh. Are you using his settings? Yup. Uh, here. Oh, look. It cut a number. What did it do before with the other tuner? It just spun. Tuning is more responsible for 60 foots than your suspension settings. Oh, we'll talk about that one of these days, about timing ramps. Because some people don't understand that if you're hard-headed and you're going to go with a certain manufacturer and you don't want to take it off and go with our settings, we have to fudge the shit out of the timing ramp on this thing so that it doesn't blow your 305s off into the weeds. It's crazy stuff, 
But I'm hoping that this live and the previous performance at World Cup at least validates that what we're trying to do is help you. Because once we put everything together in this nice little soup, the byproduct was a win at World Cup. The Rican announcer was assuming that Lund was one because the Fox had only half a bottle of nitrous. No, he wasn't. He said it as a joke. He said, I really hope the guy purging the nitrous has some nitrous left over because he purged a lot. But then you look at his run. He had good mile an hour. He went 199. And his previous runs, he was there. He was in the 190s. And he went, I think, within a, a thousandth of his personal, be- of his qualifying and, and times. That nitrous Fox was deadly consistent. We went from 7 0 to 679, knowing that we had to back half everybody because we weren't going to front half nobody based on our setup. By the way, people were always asking also why only a point two reaction time. Well, in this race, we figured out there is another way of configuring the transmission and trans brake to release faster. Understand with a 4 200. You're basically in first gear. You have to hold a couple of different clutch packs and they have to release in order to get the car going forward. Well, we figured out in that race that if you lock something else, the clutch pack releases a lot quicker. That's what we're going to try so that our reaction times come down to the point ones and point oh's more consistently. Because if we start doing point ones and point oh's consistently, and putting everything together, 160 foots and 209 mile an hour trap speeds. This car's a 659 car with a 6R80. It's going to be a good time. So we're going to be doing it this winter. That's right. This is now when we race. So be on the lookout for rentals and videos. We're going to be out there messing around. I'm going to try to get Section 8 out there on a rental, run an 8. Not that that matters anymore, but just to, just to do it. The Fairmont will get some, some chassis work, but again, that Fairmont won't be out for a while, but the Great Goose is off and rolling. It's rolling real good. It's a good start to our racing season, and hopefully in the next, I don't know, month or two, you'll start seeing some, some videos of this car getting out there, and we're going to do some more R&D on it, because I think this car can live in the .0 range with uh, reaction times based on some clutch stuff, and if we get the 60-foot to the 1.0, low 1.10s consistently, this car is going to be a high 650, low 660 car with a 680. All right, guys, I'm out of here. Thank you very much for tuning in on a weird days live on a Wednesday talking shit. I wanted to congratulate Lund Racing for doing something phenomenal. I wanted to thank the racers. The racers are so great. The super gentleman, the guy with the big block Ford, um, uh, not uh, Fox Body, the guy with the Honda S2000 and the S197, all of them were respectful, super nice, nothing but love from them. I was great competing against elite, elite racers, and we're just happy to be in the same category as them. Uh, you guys supporting me and the Luns, I understand that not it's not 100% just our group supporting the Luns, but there's literally, like you said, 66,000 plus that can potentially support Lund Racing and their venture. So I'm, I'm happy to be able to uh, be your representative. Thank you very much. So this will just motivate us to keep getting quicker, keep giving you more tunes, keep giving more R&D. And eventually, if you ever want to build something like the Grey Goose, well, we got a tune for it. All right, guys, I'm out of here. I will see you guys on Sunday. That's right. I'm going to take a bit of a break, try to get out some more video, and I'll see you guys on Sunday for the Peasant Chat. We'll talk about late model performances, um, new 
I think they reset their own ZL1 record. I met up with Alec Bledsoe and his team. Didn't get too much video in there because it was just a hectic weekend and difficult to actually get in there and uh, hammer it out. But hopefully they'll put out a video of their recent um, race, uh, of their recap of their race, and we'll go over that on the Peasant Chat on Sunday. Have a good rest of your week. I'll see you guys Sunday morning, 9.30 a.m., and then we'll get back on the regular schedule next week. See you guys later. Have a good night. See ya.